ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Tuesday, August 25th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true. Great taste only. 96 calories it is. The original light beer. Coming up today on the program, going to hear from the volleyball coach herself, Ari Agnes. She's coming up at about 5.15 if you're listening live. Next few minutes on the podcast if you're listening on delay. Either way, she's coming up here in the next few minutes. We're going to talk to her about fall sports. But in between all of this, we're going to talk about the announcements that have come out of Conference USA and Marshall today. Also, if we have time, we'll talk about the WVSSAC. I was really going to talk a lot about that, whereas they came out with the announcement that bands would not be able to participate. Now, unpopular opinion here, I was good with that. I thought that was sensible because you're trying to limit fans. If you're going to try to play football, you're trying to limit the amount of fans in your stadium. And if you add all of the parents and the band members to that number, you're really adding a lot of people. And I was good with that decision to maybe not have them start the season and social media went loony. As if this was a God-given right to have band at a football game. So we'll get into that later if I have time. But unpopular opinion, and I'm sorry, and I think I'm right on this one. If you're going to have band at the football game, why don't you just let everybody in? And I don't think you need to let everybody in. So that's where I was going to go. Now you know. Marshall coming out today with the announcement that the athletic department is going to allow spectators to come into Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And this is following, as the release reads, consultation with and guidance provided by local, state, and school health officials. Stadium capacity will be reduced, and those who purchase season tickets will be relocated throughout Jones C. Edwards Stadium in order to comply with social distancing guidelines. Now, I have the rules. I have the, the FAQ. It's lengthy. We're not going to get into that right now. We're going to do that later in the program because it's a long list. Needless to say, if you've got questions, I might have an answer for you. I'll tell you this. The short of it is no tailgating. Now, I've also reached out to the city of Huntington just to see what the response will be to tailgating on property outside of Marshall University's control, private property surrounding businesses. What's parking and tailgating going to look like there? I kind of want to get an idea of will tailgating be permitted on that private property, on that property that is not owned by or controlled by Marshall University. So hopefully I'll get a response here in the next few days. All I know is the short of it is no tailgating at Joan C. Edwards Stadium. So we'll get into all the details there. The other news coming out of Marshall today, Thundering Herd. Five on the Conference USA preseason football team. And Brendan Knox, he's your 2019 postseason MVP. Well, he gets the preseason honor as well. So he was named most valuable player. Joining him on the Conference USA preseason football teams 
Offensive lineman Kane Madden, linebacker Tavante Beckett, defensive back Nazi Johnson, and punt returner Talit Keaton. Madden, I think he's going to have an outstanding season if we get to play this, and it looks like we are. Also named to the Outland Trophy watch list. Beckett also selected to the Bronco Nagurski Trophy. Johnson also an honorable mention, all-league honoree. Keaton, Conference USA's top punt returner in 2019. And, of course, Brendan Knox. Knox, previously named to the watch list for the Maxwell Award, the Werfel Trophy, and the Doak Walker Award. Lots of preseason awards. He had an outstanding 2019, and he had an outstanding season. Statistically, league high, 1,387 yards. 11 touchdowns, 270 carries. That's also top in Conference USA. 14 passes for 129 yards. Rushing yards, ranked third nationally among sophomores. Based on his 2019 statistics, Knox will enter the 2020 season as the sixth leading rusher in college football behind Oklahoma State's Hubbard. Just dropping a name there. He's going to be one of the best. Now, at 1,965 career rushing yards through two seasons, he ranks as the third-best two-season start to a career through a sophomore season for Marshall running backs. Who's he behind? Two of the best. Chris Parker, Doug Chapman. And right now, if I'm picking an all-squad, an all-star herd squad, the two running backs I want in my backfield – Chris Parker, Doug Chapman. Now I got to figure out how do I shuffle Brendan Knox in there because I want him in my backfield as well. Chris Parker, Doug Chapman, Brendan Knox, maybe I'm just running the ball. If I'm putting together the all-time herd fantasy team, maybe I'm just running the ball. You know, forget the fact that I got Randy Moss out there as a wide receiver among others. Maybe I'm just running the ball with Chris Parker, Chapman, and Knox, you know, First down, Parker. Second down, Chapman. Third down, Knox. Rinse and repeat. Maybe I don't get a, a third down because Parker's got me the first down. Or I put Knox out there, I get the first down, then Chapman comes out there, gets the first down, Parker. I'll figure it out. But those are two guys to be behind, and those are two guys to uh, definitely be in their company. If you're a Marshall running back, I mean that's where I want to be. I want to be in the same breath as Parker and Chapman. So we'll talk more about Marshall getting some love from the Conference USA preseason awards list. Brendan Knox, of course, wisely as your most valuable player. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about, of course, fans in the stands because hurt fans, I don't know what the percentage is going to be just yet, but if you're a season ticket holder, you're going to be reached out to. We're going to talk about all the details And here's what Mike Hamrick said in the release. He said, we are thrilled to be able to have our loyal and passionate fan base in attendance for our six home football games in 2020. He added, we work diligently and deliberately to create a plan that will allow us to proceed safely and takes care of our season ticket holders, students, staff, and visitors. We will have a minimal amount of additional tickets available, but the best way to guarantee a seat is through the purchase of season tickets. So... Season ticket holders, students, staff, and visitors. And 
there's going to be a lot of rules and regulations when you enter Jones C. Edwards Stadium. The big one, as I mentioned, no tailgating, no pass out as well. So you don't get to go into the stadium and then leave and come back. The other thing is digital tickets. I told you that was coming. We've talked about that, digital tickets. So all of that we'll talk about. That's later in the program because that's going to take a while. We'll have to go through the list. It was sent out earlier, the need-to-know details for Marshall home football games this season. Basically, this is going to be your Bible for going to Marshall football games. If you are attending, you're one of the lucky ones that has a ticket, this is what you're going to have to basically go by. It's uh, it's a few pages. It's not a novel, but it's a it's a few pages you need to know nonetheless. But when we continue, we're going to talk to one of the coaches impacted by the decision to move sports to spring, volleyball, and Ari Agnes is going to join us on the program when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to go over the rules, regulations, the guidelines to attend Marshall football this upcoming season, uh, which is September 5th, coming up really rapidly. But we want to turn our attention now to uh, some of the other sports that won't necessarily get to start on time. I was planning on having her on anyway, and then all of this happened, and I kind of felt bad because I didn't know she blamed me. But joining me on the program now is the head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, Ari Agnes. And you know, I'm thinking, hey, let's get Ari on the program and then fall sports, uh, moving to spring. And, and I was sitting there thinking, okay, does she really want to talk to me still? I mean. <laughs> it's always a good day to talk any type of martial athletics. And let me first apologize. I have the scratchiest voice right now. You put me in the gym for like five days after doing nothing, and it's completely gone. So it's it's nice, nice and raspy today. Are you yelling? Uh, that's not your personality at all. You don't. No, no, I'm so super calm and I never yell. But okay, to be fair, with the masks now, I think that like I find myself having to over, over project here because they can't. Nobody can read your lips. You can't do any of any of that kind of stuff. So I think I think the yelling has exceeded a bit, even just for simple instruction. You have to push push the volume out a little bit more. You might want to try maybe a whiteboard, just write the instructions down on that, hold it I up. I know, I know, I know, I know. But then what if it changes in five seconds? Oh, holding it up, that could be good, like a traveling whiteboard. There you go. You could have several cards, just pre-made cards I think with what I like your instructions that. are. Yeah, I think that would work. Um, so let's talk about uh, the long process to getting ready for a season. This is going to be the most prepared martial volleyball team of all time by the time you get on the court to actually play a match. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we talk a lot about um, just finding the positive. And, and when we got sent home uh, back in March, I believe it was, we decided that it was going to be the season of gratitude. So whatever we're allowed to do, whatever we're capable of doing, we're just happy we can do that. And so I think when everything kind of tumbled down and, and we had seen other conferences start to go and everything was dwindling and then there's no NCAA championships, so I think all that we are thinking of is like, okay, cool, great. Let's just train. And then as soon as we come back, we'll be ready to go. And and it's been exciting. We haven't lost, even though it happened, I believe, Friday. 
Um, we still practice Saturday. We were able to do stuff. We practiced again today and there's not been an ounce of difference in their effort or energy. And, and that's just, that's one of the biggest wins you could ever ask for as a coach. How much of a wreck are your plans now? Are you in a situation? <laughs> I mean, seriously, because you, you've got a schedule, you've got plans, you're, yeah. kind of, you're aiming for this target date and then Boom. It changes. So how much of a wreck is it all? To be fair, it started to become a wreck about March or April. So it has just been an ongoing, you know, one team has to cancel due to their restrictions. So then you find another tournament to get into. Um, Conference USA held out in a great way. So we were all able to kind of connect with each other and, and see what everybody else was doing. So it it was stressful. It was a lot. It was changing, you know, by the minute. Um, and then we just got to a point where it's like, let's just see what's going to happen and not stress anybody out to like fill and do. Um, so we were sitting in an okay spot, you know, with conference only, and we had lost all of our preseason matches. And because if you look at, you know, as the conferences went out, they were all pretty local to us and we didn't want to go, you know, budget wise and, and even just coronavirus wise, we didn't want to go get on a plane. So we were trying to find regional stuff to do and, and everybody just started to get knocked out. So, you know, it, it is what it is. We're, we had a great schedule, which I think is the frustrating part. Um, so I think that we are just fingers crossed that either, you know, in the spring we make something work or fall, then we kind of try to mirror the, the same thing we were trying to do this fall. The move to spring, I know it's got to be disappointing. We've talked about all the disappointments and everything that has happened, but the fact that, you're playing in spring that really helps you, I guess, as far as giving your team some hope that, okay, uh, here it is. This is finally the plan. And if we can make sure. it work, here it is. We've got this. I think, I think, yes. I think that, you know, if, if, and when there ever becomes an official start date, we will start to get really serious about it. Um, all that we are trying to do right now is just train and, we have six newcomers in the gym right now and a total of 16 kids. So it's a lot of learning and it's a lot of get up to speed kind of situation. So for, for me personally, it's, it's just been a blessing as far as we get to keep those 10. They, they understand the system. They understand the expectations and they have a full semester, um, kind of like basketball does. You know, you get to come in and train in the fall and then you play in the winter um, I think that that's awesome. So I think it's kind of cool to see how we can train on the front end and then play on the back end. So it, oh, it's intriguing. It's, it's definitely uncharted territory. We don't, uh, you know, volleyball doesn't have permiss- permission to train in, in the summer. So you can never train right before your season. So I think that it's exciting to truly just be able to break everything down, slow it down a little bit um, and get them individually as good as they can in, in a semester here. Would you prefer it stay this way once we get past the uh, the immediate pandemic uh, and go to this sort of calendar? I think I would prefer to be able to train in the summer and play in the fall. I love the fall. I think that there's just something great about playing, you know, at the same time as, as soccer and cro- like everything, football. There's just something that screams being inside, right, in the fall for me. I, I know for most people, I think it's usually outside and, and all of that good stuff, but so I think yes and no. Um, I think from a training aspect, sure. But when I think I, I, I appreciate the balance that college athletics have, 
between X amount in the fall and then the winter and the spring. So I think if we were allowed to train in the summer, I would be all for it. Train right before your season. Do you also see it as a blessing with a couple of hiccups where your student athletes, they're not going to lose any eligibility? And that's great. You don't want that. And you're bringing in newcomers to the team. How does that impact your recruiting now? Does that throw a monkey wrench into everything? I think every day throws a monkey wrench into everything. But it, it does. Um, but that's, that's kind of what, what makes our job the, the tough part. Our, you know, in volleyball especially, we recruit out really, really early. So we've got commitments in, in younger ages. But first and foremost, it's to give the, the seniors their year and their time. So I think it puts a wrench in it, but I think that um, so far we've had everybody – willing and ready to do whatever's necessary for the betterment of the team. Um, and I, but I think it's great. I think that you get cut short or, or cut completely for no season because of this virus. And so to have a little bit of stability, I've, I've not seen any stress on my seniors, juniors, anybody, because they're all like, it's cool. If we get to play great, if not, we'll pick it up and we'll come do it next fall. Um, so I think that it definitely alleviates stress that I know the spring sports felt a lot of. Um, and so I, I, I think it's amazing. I think that it's going to be tricky for a little bit here, but as we all say, and, and we all, you know, when something difficult comes up, like it's a pandemic, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be great. It's, it's going to come with a lot of different roadblocks, but we are going to make it work with a smile on our face. And, and I, I couldn't be happier. You know, we return a lot of really phenomenal athletes. So for them too, if we get a semester or even a year to train and, and to, take their game to a different level, I, I'm, I'm so here for it. You talk about stress, and I'm feeling stress every day. How are you managing? <laughs> you you have a lot of uh, people who are different personalities. You're bringing them together as a team, and you're just telling me that there's no stress there. I'm stressing out every day. How? <laughs> yeah, what what am I doing wrong, or, or is it? am I doing something wrong? Yeah, what, what's, the, what's the deal here? Help me out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say I'm not stressed, but I think that I have been very lucky. I talked to a lot of different people at different schools and um, their protocol system, the things that they're going through are not what Marshall's doing. And so I think that I feel very taken care of. I don't have to think about, um, I don't have to come up with my own return to play protocol. I was able to get on a task force meeting call and talk to doctors and talk to everybody in, in administration to like, these are what I want to do. Is this okay? Do we need to wear a mask? Do we have to, how many times do we sanitize the balls? There's a plan in place. So I don't have to, I don't have to think about that. Whereas I, I know colleagues of mine um, have to come up with those things, have to think of those things. And, and they don't have everybody on board. The, the system that Marshall is doing is unreal, which I think was part of the deflating part that we got a couple of days into, into preseason. And we're like, okay, we can do this. We, we are rocking with the sanitizing, our trainers have done a phenomenal job. Facilities, like everybody has done a phenomenal job here to where you're like, no, 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 we can do this. But then you have to think that's not what everybody else in the country is doing. So I think for me, I just very much, um, whatever comes our way, we're, we're going to just put a smile on and, and try to go for it and be a team player in every aspect. And I, I feel that from everybody else at Marshall. Um, so I just, we just, say yes. I, I have been so proud and it's the expectation. So I, I think that that's a piece of it, but I've been so proud of our team that not once have they complained about wearing masks. If you could imagine playing 
you know, two and a half hours of volleyball and having to keep either a gator up or a mask on at all times and not one complaint that they will walk separately if they need to take a deep breath. They, they sit at chairs, you know, six to 10 feet apart to have their water. It's, it's like, this is what we've always done. And, and that, that I think is why I'm not stressed out because there's no pushback. There's no complaining. It's just, Hey, we're lucky enough to play volleyball. What do we need to do that? Great. Let's do that. I was going to ask, what is it about Marshall that is making this so successful where other institutions are failing? Um, there's just a plan. <laughs> there's, there's, I don't, you know, there's a, um, we fill out applications of, um, how you're feeling, you know, like there's a, a, a significant amount of questions that everybody has to answer. There's temperature checks. They, during preseason, got wristbands so that they could go into the building. They quarantined as soon as we got here. You know, I think some schools were, um, just letting them kind of play if they didn't have a fever and not that they're wrong. It's just their system. And for us, it was, you know, get here, get quarantined, make sure you didn't bring it back with you, get tested again. Um, the testing when we went in for the testing was like the greatest, it was so fast. It was so fast and efficient and, um, got everybody through there and, and, and seamless. So, um, it, I think that, you know, we had football back here early to, practice and then everybody else kind of waved in I think that that obviously had a little bit to do with it um they just casually brought more athletes on campus and brought more students and all that kind of stuff it wasn't just piling it on um but but our even our athletic trainer in practice we go from everybody's got their masks on after their water breaks that she'll come around and make sure they've got sanitizer and wash on and keep going we've got uh, a pump of sanitizer that we spray on the nets every so often that we sanitize all of the balls after practice um, and, and those were all things that were kind of given to us of guidance of this is what we want. And in order for you to get through it, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, we stand far apart. So I just, I really think the, um, implementation of the rules is, is what sets us apart and, and the patience and everybody willing to work together. Um, I think we all know that that's Marshall anyway, everybody works together, everybody pulls together. And so I think it's kind of just been a no-brainer. And, and there are people working endless hours of the day to try to make these things work for the student-athletes and us. And it's just a really proud place to be right now. Ari Agnes is joining me, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball Team, fall sports moving the spring. And with that, lots of downtime outside of practice as well and lots of academic time. So everyone should have perfect 4.0 grade averages or higher uh, everyone should be able to um, bake that dish that you did on that Zoom conference call we were talking about. <laughs> so all of that, you should have, like, everyone should be perfect with all this extra time uh, to get ready. That's what I'm saying. We should have 4.0s. We should learn how to knit. I think that could be super fun. Um, but, yes, they and they will. They are doing a great job adhering to what our expectations are as far as keeping masks on outside of, practice and outside of the gym and socially distancing so that we're able to still just practice. We might not be able to play, but we want to get better. And, and I, I am just so proud to be their coach right now. How's the book club coming? We talked about that last time. You were, um, you were, you were exploring some new books. I have read a ton, but I can't say that I have started said club. Okay. But we are exploring a lot of books. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that might be a winner, the Ari Agnes Book Club, the Book of the Month Club. I know. I know. Can't, we can't, it's, it's too much, you know? We gotta, I think then I would start reading during practice. So maybe, maybe 
yeah, I was going to say during our off season, but essentially here's our off season. So I don't have, I don't have any answer for that. Here's what you do. You read a chapter every day on Instagram, like Sir Patrick Stewart is reading sonnets every day, and you just you read a chapter or passage every day, and, and that could be something that could go viral. Okay. I, I don't believe it'll go viral, but I will trust you on that one. Have you met the herd fan base? <laughs> Have you met them? <laughs> that is so true. That is so, so true. It will go viral. I mean, just choose wisely what you read daily, but it will go viral. <laughs> I think that's very fair. How rich of a relief is it to, even though you're not playing for a few more months, how much of a relief is it to just be able to be with your team? Because for the first few months, I'm sure it had to be pretty aggravating to rely on technology to even communicate with your team and not have that personal interaction that coaches and players need to form bonds and to to become a unit. You know, it's it's amazing that even day one when we reported and we stayed six feet away and then like gave them their notebooks and then they had to go and uh, get right into their dorms or their apartments and start quarantining. I was so it felt real. Like it was like, Oh my gosh, like this is happening and and we can do this. So it's, it's amazing. It's they, they bring so much joy and they are such good kids, but like, that's why we do it. You know, like volleyball is fun and every sport, it's such a little piece, the the two or three hours that we're able to be in there. And yes, the scouting and and everything else goes along with it. But we, we do this because of the young people and, and their vibrance and everything that they bring to the table. And I am just, it's just, I'm happy. Like I'm, and I think that's also why I'm not stressed is because we get to see them for a couple hours out of every day. And if, if that gets lessened or we don't get to practice, I know that they're here and and we can go sit outside safely and communicate. So I'm happy. I think that, you know, young kids right now, as scary as this is, it's um, to have a purpose or to have some sort of schedule. is so important for mental health that um, I'm happy that they're getting those things. I'm happy that they're able to be with each other. I think that that's the other piece of it. So um, it it is an undescribable feeling, but I think that that probably answers my first question of why I'm not stressed. I guess the other reason why you're probably not stressed is, of course, uh, you've got new kids on campus, so you get to do the whole tour and the whole settling in thing. <laughs> it. It is. You know, what's funny is we didn't really even think about it, that the freshmen were quarantined for so long and then they went to classes and one of them like had no idea where a class was. And I was like, uh, yeah, usually, you know, there's a lot of time in between to go figure those things out. So it um, acclimating them and kind of opening their eyes and seeing their vision of it all has been fun. It's all different and it's not, you know, the college experience I'm sure that they all signed up for, but, but it is what we have right now. And, and we're just, we're happy. It's nice to see it through their eyes and, and get to know new people that, that we've only kind of gotten to know over the phone or on short visits, too. So that's been really exciting. Ari Agnes joining me, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team, a most positive person I know on campus. Uh, I don't think anyone else is, um, reaches your level. That's also what I hear. <laughs> I, I don't think. I mean, um, Mercer is like the, the exact opposite of you, calm. Just chill. Uh, Kemper's like in the the middle. You know, he's philosophical. Um, but I, outside of a few times I've heard him at practice, you know, I don't think he matches your level. No, I think you've got him beat. Woohoo! 
I like that. I like the energy level. I like having that. Yeah, you get them all beat. And uh, again, I, I needed the positivity because you're like calm, cool, and collect. I'm I'm stressing on a daily basis. Uh, so you know, I, know. I, I maybe maybe I need to, uh, you need to set up maybe some routines for me or something. I don't know daily. That's fair. Da- yeah, whatever you, it needs to happen, it needs to happen quickly because. Uh, <laughs> it is scary. Yeah, imagine doing a sports show on a daily basis without sports. And then you know, I know. And then you've got like so many other major concerns here. I'm just looking for content here. You got like real world problems going on. <laughs> I think that it is just I am learning. I stress out and I want to control everything, but I am learning to let go of what I can't control. And Lord knows I can't control this virus. So I'm just deep breath. If we can practice, if we can be in the office, let's do that. Let's put a smile on and let's move on. And whatever comes tomorrow will be a different challenge, I am sure. <laughs> Ari Agnes joining me, head coach of the Marshall Volleyball team. Thanks for doing this. Uh, I was hoping we'd talk volleyball, but, uh, you know, spring. One day. One day we will, and it will be soon, and we will have so much more to talk about. Um, all I can tell you is that they are working really, really hard, and um, we will be very proud to put on a jersey whenever that time comes and and are very excited to showcase what we've got and that's only been worth of five days of practice so it's going to be fun when the time comes it will be a lot of fun i appreciate you doing this thank you we'll do it again soon yes, I hope. thank you ari agnes my guest head coach of the marshall volleyball team i appreciate her immensely we're going to continue on when we come back we'll have those guidelines if you're a fan going to a marshall football game this fall their guidelines, their rules, print them out now, start memorizing them. We'll figure it all out together when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I've got those guidelines for you. It's a long list. so It's not a novel. It's maybe short of a novella. Novella, I'm sorry. Short of a novella. It's not a novel, but still, it's a long list. We've got things to go over. First of all, you're going to be allowed to be in the stadium. I'm going to throw this in right now. I told you earlier this year, if you don't have season tickets, you're probably not going to go to the game. Well, that's pretty much how it's breaking down. If you have season tickets, you're pretty much going to the game. Now, there will be social distancing guidelines to follow. Stating capacity will be reduced. And season ticket holders are going to be relocated throughout the stadium. I don't know how that's going to look when it's all said and done, but... You're getting to go to the game. Don't complain. If you don't like where your seating is going to be assigned, don't complain. You're getting to go to the game. Okay? Now, if you don't like where they're assigning your seat, I mean, maybe you can give your ticket to someone else. But you're going to have to require, it's going to be required basically, you're going to be wearing a mask. You got to wear a mask. There's going to be social distancing. There's going to be queuing. There's going to be 
a lot of arrows and signage and everything to tell you where to go, what to do. So that's going to be in place. Also, if you don't wear your mask properly, if you don't comply with the protocols that will be in place, if you don't follow the rules, you're not going to be admitted into the venue. Or if you are going to get in the stadium and like, okay, I'm take my mask off, and you're going to do some other things that aren't following the protocol, so you might be asked to leave the stadium. So let's keep that in mind. You're going in, but you're going to be following some rules. Also, no re-entry. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, you're out. No going to the tailgate lot at halftime, hanging out, moseying on back. None of that. You're in, you're in. You're out, you're out. I like that rule. I think that rule should carry over to the regular season when we are past this pandemic. That's just me. You're going to disagree. It's fair. So, here are some of the things that you need to know. Reduce capacity. Seat location is going to change. You can find your seat location online at HerdZone.com. So, if you're kind of curious where it's going to be, all you have to do is log on to HerdZone.com, log into your account, and the instructions are all there on the website, but log into your account and you're going to see where your new seat locations are going to be. Or you can actually just call and give them a phone call. Give them a call, find out where your location is going to be. So you know, if you're wondering where your location is going to be, it's going to be easily found out on the website. Now we've talked about this. Tickets are going to be digital now. Sent out on cell phones and... They're going to be sent to season ticket holders through email on their phones five days prior to game day. So five days before the game, you're going to get your digital ticket. Cell phone tickets will be scanned at the entrance of the gate closest to the assigned seating area of the ticket holder. So you can't go in one gate and wander on down to your seats on the other side of the stadium. You're going to enter closest to where your seat is. And if you don't like that, you know, Sorry, that's basically to keep you from going from one end of the stadium to the other and trying to, again, funnel you into the closest gate to where your seats are. And if it's an emerging situation, paper tickets are going to be issued, but if you get a phone, digital, and this is going to probably be how tickets are going to be handled for a long time to come. I think digital ticketing is probably here to stay, and it's going to be very rare if actual physical tickets are going to be a thing. Now, if you haven't purchased your season ticket just yet, Marshall still making available a limited number of tickets for purchase on a uh, single-game basis. So you can maybe get a limited amount of tickets, or you could maybe you know, call and say, hey, look, I, I kind of like to get a season ticket here. I'm going to be in for the entire season. So you still have some options there. So you have some options there. And one thing that I completely love is no on-field passes. And I'm sorry, if, if you if you get mad at me over that, I'm sorry. You don't need to be on the field. You don't need to be on the field. And there's not going to be any on-field passes. Fail, 
I mean, you see people just hanging around on, on the sideline. Don't need to be there. So you're going to have student athletes, coaches, broadcast crews, credential photographers, and event staff only. The people that need to be on the field will be on the field. Why? Let's keep the students safe. Let's keep everybody on the field safe. So n- none of that. Now, students, if you are wanting to go, you're going to be admitted gate F, student gate, gate F, first come, first serve basis, seating is limited. Students will go to gate F and tap in with their ID. No ticket is required. But again, first come, first serve, and there's going to be guidelines there as well. So the biggest question I think we already answered is, do you have to wear a mask while inside Jones C. Edwards Stadium? Yes. Face covering, over-the-ear mask or gaiters required to be on all times, properly worn, not just hanging over your mouth and not covering the nose. You know who you are. You got to wear the mask at all times, properly. No one will be allowed entry without the face covering. That includes spectator areas and the sky suites. So for those of you who will be in the sky suite, you got to wear that mask at all times. Now, Obviously, if you're going to eat, you can lift it up, put the food in your mouth. We're not saying you can't eat. Also, you will see throughout the concourse at the stadium, uh, there's going to be hand sanitizer stations, and vendors will be removed from the concourse areas to allow for space to stay six feet apart. The concourse will be marked for concession lines, and restrooms will have only uh, one entry and one exit point. In, out. Restrooms will be cleaned and sanitized throughout the game. No groups larger than six tickets in one grouping while seated in the stands. While seated in the stands, the rows in front and behind you are going to remain empty. Now, while seated in the stands, the two seats to the left and the two seats to the right of your group will remain empty. Now, I can't wait to see what happens because some of you are going to try to wander on over, say hi to your buddies, and, 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 and stand. And No, there's going to be spacing here, and I can't wait to see how this is handled. Now, for those of you who are going to be in the Sky Suites, and there's going to be access to the Sky Suites. Basically, this answers that question. Yes, there's going to be people in the Sky Suites. And elevator capacity is going to be limited to two individuals. Now, if your family, you live in the same household, you're using an elevator, uh, you can ride together. So if it's you, your, your significant other, your child, or your children, okay, that's one thing. You're living in the same house. Makes sense. And... Stairwells, the stairwells will be available. And there's going to be cleaning personnel. They're going to be cleaning handrails prior to kickoff and throughout the game. So handrails, uh, everything. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people working. There's going to be a lot of people cleaning, sanitizing throughout the game. And as we mentioned, tailgating not permitted. This is per state health officials. Parking lots open two hours before kickoff. Fans are not allowed to loiter or assemble in the parking lot. Tailgating could be revisited throughout the season if guidelines are relaxed. If you're a big green member, if you purchase parking passes, you'll have a mail to you by Friday, August 28th. As we mentioned, stadium reentry, no. If you have questions, of course, there's the ticket office. You can give them a phone call. You can call 
send them an email, usual channels. Now, with all this being said, you're getting to get to see Herd Football September 5th if you are a season ticket holder you have a ticket. So you get to go in. State of Ohio, this isn't happening. Cincinnati Bengals, I got the release earlier before it came on the air. No fans for their season opener on Sunday, September 13th against the L.A. Chargers. So no fans. NFL team, state of Ohio, no fans. You're getting to go in and see Marshall football on September 5th. So don't mess it up. Completely understand that there are going to be guidelines, rules, restrictions, everything's in place. Don't mess it up. Because this could change. This could be completely botched, and you know what? The decision could come down. Look, we're not doing this completely. This was a cluster. We're not doing this. And it still could happen. There could be a reversal here. We could see fans not allowed. So here you go. All the rules and regulations and, of course, all on HerdZone.com. If you're kind of curious to what some of those rules are and you want to go back and revisit it, you can go check it out on the Marshall website, find out what you need to know. We'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm sourcing WSAZ on this story. Marshall University today reporting 13 active COVID-19 cases, according to information from the university in the story, 3,919 tested. 40 cases have been confirmed and 27 people have recovered. No additional information was released. Again, I'm sourcing WSAZ on this as uh, this information um, coming from them uh, just about an hour ago. So right before airtime here. So uh, that's what they're reporting on their website. So Marshall, I think, has been pretty innovative Vending machines with hand sanitizer, PPEs, masks. Hey, I forgot my mask. That's okay. We got a vending machine right around the corner. Well, I don't have, no, no, the masks are free. You want to buy hand sanitizer and some, some handy wipes, that's a different story. But masks are free. Over there, right there, vending machine. Get to it. I love it. No excuse now. Hey, I don't have a mask. Well, you got one now. Go around the corner. They're keeping it pretty stocked, too, from my understanding. How about that? Marshall, first college, the uh, university I'm aware of doing that. I'm sure other institutions are going to go, hey, that's a, that's a pretty smart idea. Let's do that as well. Can you imagine the money you're going to make? Because uh, people are like, I need hand sanitizer. Uh, by the way, that stuff was hard to get the last uh, few months. It was hard to find. I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, I have hung on to a bottle that former show producer Luke Creasy brought me like when this first began because he had extra. So I had hung on, hung on to that. And uh, I am um, telling you, it, it comes in handy completely. Don't keep it in your car, by the way. Don't do that. That's true. Don't do that. I had hand sanitizer. I had the actual from the distillery. 
And I put it in the spray bottle so I could have some extra. And it trust me, the heat, no, you don't want to do that. That's that's not good. So don't do that. But if you need hand sanitizer, uh, there's vending machines now on campus. That's pretty cool. That's a smart move on their part. All right. Tomorrow and on Thursday, no show. Heads up, we've got baseball on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we got baseball coming back on Friday. We'll do it all over again. And then we'll be one week away from Marshall football. They're going to do this against EKU coming up September 5th. That means next week we'll have a Doc Holiday show. I'll have more information on Friday as far as what we're going to be doing broadcast-wise. So I'm looking forward to sharing all of that with you on Friday. I'm actually looking forward to finding out before I share with you what we're going to do. So we're all going day by day here. I must uh, say thank you, though, to uh, my guest, Ari Agnes, for coming on the program. I appreciate her for spending some time with me today. I thank you as well for joining me on this daily journey. We're about a week away. About a week away from Marshall football. Hopefully we can get back to some, some sense of a normal pattern when football resumes on September 5th. Don't forget, if you have comments, questions, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can find me on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. And then we'll be back here on Friday. We'll do it all over again. So until then, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.